0: Just when I thought it was out, they pulled me back in.
1: We have won this election in Georgia based on all of this. And there's there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having... The, having a correct, you, the people of Georgia are angry, and these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantially. even. and the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry, and there's nothing wrong with saying that you know uh, that you've recalculated.
2: Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong.
1: Now. Do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines, uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. No, this is Ryan
0: Germany. No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having a
1: well, but, no, but, but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. You sure, Ryan? I'm sure. You should want to have an accurate election, and you're a Republican.
2: We believe that we do have an
1: accurate election. No, I know you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. Not even close. You got. You're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. And, and you know, you can't let that happen. That's, that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyers. That's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know I mean? I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So, So tell me. Brad, what are we gonna do? We won the election and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's gonna be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're gonna re-examine it and you can re-examine it, but, but re-examine it with people that wanna find answers, not people that don't wanna find answers. Uh, for instance, I'm hearing Ryan and he's probably I'm sure a great lawyer and everything, but he's making statements about those ballots that he doesn't know. But he's making them with such, he he did make them with surety, but now I think he's less sure, because the answer is they all went to Biden. And that alone wins us the election by a lot, you know.
2: Mr. President, uh, you have people that submit information and we have our people that submit information and then it comes before the court, and the court then has to make a determination. We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All The President's Minutes. I'm your host, Blake Howard. Yes, the show is back. Ever so briefly for a special bonus episode because some things are unfathomably stupid and just unfathomable. And my guess when he was on the show was so emphatic and eloquent in saying that these are not very bright guys and that perhaps the show was rubbing uh, his countryman's nose in it over and over again, <laughs> that this current, po- the, the current climate in American politics was just like not very bright guys times 10. But breaking news Today, the fourth of January, but the third in uh, the United States, is Donald Trump basically demanding that a Georgian Secretary of State find eleven thousand-ish votes, one more than the Bidens, because he believes he can't f- he can't fathom a loss. I couldn't think of anyone better to talk to about this. Sean Burns, welcome back to all the President's Minutes, mate. Fucking,
2: I'm, I'm so happy to hear from you tonight. <laughs>
0: It's just, I just can't. I can't. What is going on? What is going on? I just
2: love this fucking criminal mastermind (laughs) who comes up with this plan that, like, they're gonna discover exactly one more vote than he (laughs) needed.
0: It's, you know, there's so many times in the course of 138 episodes of that show that. We discussed at length. Uh, and, and I go all the way back to like minute twenty-five. I know people are going to say that that's nuts that I even remember, but I remember talking to Leon Nafark who is a journo and a, and a podcaster. Did a great show called Slow Burn, where he examined Watergate, but not really directly Watergate, as in sort of all the President's Men stuff, but that uh, what I'd like call like the ephemera around it. So all the crazy stories of you know my you know my wife has been kidnapped. Like that's where he's going. That's what Slow Burn was, was like looking into the craziness before. It then came to the tapes and one of the final episodes of slow burn the show leon a fox said and even said this to me on this show blake if in 2020 2020- that this happened, that there was incriminating information on the tapes, they would miraculously lose it. A file would get deleted. And I'm like, yeah, they can't be stupid enough. Now they just say that they had a server crash and they lost (laughs) the recordings for that day. There's no way. I I even said it on the show. I I think if, you know, real boffins of the show would be like, yeah, you even said that a couple of times on the show. And I'm like, I just can't believe how flagrant it is. I, I, you know, I thought there was a nice closed book on this, but I'm like, I feel like people are like, man this is something that you need to talk about like just how how stupid can this get and we thought the plots were bad in wonder woman sean but how bad are the plots in real life
2: (laughs) i i'll tell you i didn't listen to the entire hour i listened to the excerpt so it was like the eight minutes yeah yeah same cut thing that the post had up first and of course they had to say the Republican said was taken all out of context and they went fine. And they put they, then they put the whole
0: hour chat, then they put a, the whole hour transcript and none of it looks better. Like you tried to read around where the recording was, but none of it looks better. In fact, it looks kind of worse because they're just stating facts. And then he's like a Fox news panel that like talks around and doesn't actually take it. And they're like, well, there's no data to prove that there's no data to prove this. There's no data to prove that here. I want to pull
2: the clip. Like even <laughs> rips a fart at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's nobody.
0: Giuliani it did for. it. Giuliani did it first. Giuliani <laughs> did it first. Listen, if you're <laughs> gonna rip farts, Giuliani did it first. So. Twenty twenty was Rudy's year. I'll
2: tell you, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, I feel so bad because like. The idea of listening to that for an hour, I think I'd jump out the fucking window. Nah. Like, I don't know how this guy could be on the phone with this imbecile for that long. And like it sounds like the worst episode of The Sopranos ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it is, it's so shameless. It's like, the, the, you know, when you talk about reading in between the lines and this is what, you know, this is where news outlets in previous times had that kind of like, we're going to, you know, I think that the news, while it purports to be, you know, entirely objective, this is actually kind of the commentary that really great newsmen like Edward R. and things would do is like, it'd be objective and speak the facts, but then it'd say like in between the lines here is what one could interpret from these facts. Right. And like, it couldn't be any more clear. I love that you said surprise, but like there's so many times where Tony would be like sitting down with someone and say something and what he's saying is nothing. Like, what he's saying is smoke and mirrors and what he means is all the things he didn't say is the instruction for that person to leave that space and go kill someone or go and bury that person or go and blow up that competitor you know like it's just like find me the votes what does that mean find me the votes you know what that means it means fabricate me the votes that's what it means you can it's-
2: say recalculated <laughs> yes
0: you can say all right and it's like yeah, I was actually I
2: was watching The Irishman again on New Year's Day because you know what else is there to do I know, Irishman. <laughs> which <laughs> and, which I want to say
0: and I recently did too and what I want to say is on I don't know what it is about Blu-ray but like none of the effects bothered me nearly as much this time around and it felt on second viewing, when you kind of know the rhythm of the movie, it feels like only like 30 minutes of the movie is even remotely impacted by that huge bit of discourse. And then the rest of it is just that beautiful, immersive, a lot of these exact conversations. Man, it is what it is. It is what it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, Fun, it was just my like, you know, is like, oh, he needs to disappear to Australia. Do you think you could help him get down there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, they
0: never actually
2: say it, you know, they they never say that right, but
0: our dipshit president. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. You know, like, this is the thing. You know, people say that people don't read enough anymore or you don't know your history. But, like, there's a movie that he could have watched before <laughs> about all the things that he shouldn't be telling people to do, and we maybe discussed it for a year, you know? And but I mean this has
2: always been the way with him ever since you know the fucking shit with Mueller, mm. uh the, the Mueller investigation about what he fired, Tony, and then you know, in the perfect phone call with the Ukraine. It's just this dumbass pattern of behavior. The only thing that's sped up is the process of him going, I never said that, and then and, and, and then Them saying, he didn't say that. And then him going, no, I said it. It's fine. And then everyone said, he said it.
0: It's fine. What's crazier to me though, is you really love, I love now watching the fear of like the Fox news people, because now they go, he couldn't have said that. It's out of context. And then like now 50% of each panel is like, he said that. Like, can you? Well, we like,
2: know why like Bill Barr got the fuck out. Huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. As like, can you imagine? Can you imagine what that would be, if, let's just say, let's flip it and go, a Democratic candidate called in a losing election, to a to, to um uh, like a a, a, a a an election if an elected official, and said, find me the votes. That would be like. That would be on every Murdoch paper in the English speaking world. It would be like, find the votes. And like, what? still
2: hearing about Bill Clinton saying hello to that woman on the airport tarmac, right?
0: Yes, yes. It's just
2: crazy. You know, I know Bill Clinton was sleazy as fuck, too, and probably was up to something, (laughs) but nothing was as brave. This is our, and God, I'm getting so. I feel like I've aged like 10 years in the past four percent. listen to this man's incessant whining
0: <laughs> baby. Just hurry up and lose. Like this is the problem. This is one of the, you know, uh, by the end of the show, it was a real treat to do all the president's men a- as a minute show for, for one eight minute productions, because I think that it is an un- a- unashamed masterpiece. And then I think the discourse that we did along the show was am- amazing um, because you know it had a lot of real raw feeling that was energizing the reading of this movie which was unbelievable but towards the end every one of my guests was just like can this please be over like can we please not have this looming cloud of shit over there can we have some certainty and I remember our mutual friend Bill Gabiri was on the show and I was recording one of the final episodes and he's like oh so is this coming out now I said no Bill Ger, it's coming out after the election and he's like oh shit like what happens if the election doesn't go the way that we want it to go I'm like then you might have to come back and record like an addendum um I said so just pretend that it's going to go the way you want it to go I guess um and uh, and say in the show but what's crazy is that as part of that show like I was obviously way more immersed than normal like I'm you know feel myself like poli- Pretty well politically informed, but way more during the process of that show because of all the people we we spoke to. And I could barely read his fucking tweets, man. This guy's tweets are so stupid. And it's like there's like two hundred and eighty characters. It's the stupidest. He's one of the most infuriatingly stupid people I've ever heard. And then all these people who are kind of like they seem to have an education, they have jobs, they're earning money, are like saying, "Yeah, he's he's smart. He knows what he's doing." You're like, "No, he's he's a dope." He's a complete. No, valid. I feel like I've I've gotten so much dumber from just from like yeah, the, it's the fifty word vocabulary
2: that he has. Yeah, <laughs> the same shit. Yeah. He just incessantly repeats these dumb things over and over again. He's a member sl- of the pleasure of talking to one of his ardent supporters. They speak that way too. They just repeat the same stupid fucking catchphrase. Like he's a- it does work if you just repeat something like that. I guess it burrows into the brain. It's-
0: he's a slogan T-shirt that just will never get taken off, you know, like just, and, and, and so, yeah, it's, it just, it's, it's great. And man, the, the great Carl Bernstein who we both admire was, um, you know, was, was interviewed today. Uh, and I, I want to sort of pull up the, the, the great CNN headline from Bernstein, which is like, like in, uh, and he tweeted this actually in any other conceivable moment in U- US history, this tape would result in the leadership of both parties demanding the immediate resignation of the president of the United States. And right now, like, where are those Ted Cruz who actually has a tangential connection to my other show Zodiac Chronicle um, <laughs> is, is campaigning for the election to be won. And now they're hearing this. And I just, I wish I would have given anything, you know, unlike Jake Gyllenhaal who gets this momentous uh, thing as Robert Graysmith to stand in front of Arthur Lee Allen and look him in the eyes um, uh, in that hardware store. I'd love to have been me looking at Ted Cruz's eyes when he heard this phone call, just to be like, man, that that uh that idea to fight for this in the Senate was really smart, wasn't it? That's not going to be damaging to the rest of your political career, possibly, old Teddy Boy.
2: Well, it was, I mean, it was timed so exquisitely, like right? exquisite. You know, he decided because he was jealous of all the attention that Holly was getting. So he was like, "No, I'm going to run for president in 2024. I need these shitheads to vote for me. So I'm going to go out there and defend the guy who called my wife ugly." Ah. <laughs> uh. So, and then like the next day after his big proclamation, Boom the one fun thing about uh, the Trump era—I mean, it's not worth you know all the infinite horrors of (laughs) it—but just watching him eventually fuck over everybody that supported
0: him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these and what's crazy—and you mentioned Mueller before—and I I just there's a few people, like a few friends and I were talking about it recently. And I was like, you know, that Mueller didn't get Trump because about seven or eight people in that administration to, had direct orders to do something illegal and didn't do it. Cause they, they at least were historically aware enough of like this, this makes me culpable too. They just denied uh-huh. him. So had eight or nine people just like towed the line, like a lot of his other lackeys had done in certain key situations, he would have done something illegal and would have been, like basically up for prosecution because he would have proven that this, you know, this inquiry, um, in, in his inquiry that he'd done something illegal, like illegal enough, and uh, what would you say? was probably like,
2: illegal. It's just illegal enough
0: to. Uh, yeah to 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 prompt um to prompt that level of like scrutiny and then you know potentially lobby that his own party would go no this guy's too destructive self destructive for us to do it, um but yeah it's just it's like it there are so many times that literally, and that phrase trumped like that, that I would, I would bank an episode of the show and think, wow, that was amazing. Like we talked about this thing that's going to keep for, you know, it's going to be an amazing episode. You know, we said some really interesting stuff. We talked about the movie, but there's like, and then it would it would expire within 10 seconds because of exactly this kind of event. Because like this 2020, which is now just blurring into 2021, like it's just singing the same tune, guys. I'm just sorry to tell you, but like 2020 ain't going away anytime soon. It's like singing the same tune. It's just like, it's the 4th of January. And even was funny, my wife Sam said today, she's like, when do they actually hand over the presidency like isn't like when when does he out like how long do the americans do this and i was like well it's sort of like the middle of jan and she's like ah well have 17 more days of crazy town here it's and like what really uh, i was i was like and I was, I was, she's like ah oh, this is just so look uh this is an unexpected treat to talk to you uh i felt like to adequately sum up how stupefying this entire thing is you're one of the best people to talk to um so thank you <laughs>
2: I just feel bad for you. Like, you don't even live here. You shouldn't have to put (laughs) up.
0: No, look, I, I, um, this show, a nice
2: country, you capably handled the pandemic.
0: (laughs) No, no. Look, it's actually going a little bit out of control in Australia as well for any of our international listeners. Like as far as what we would consider out of control, like lockdowns are back on again. There's been some breakouts of things and it's, it's a bit, it's a bit scary and hairy now and then, but like when I immediately compare it to the United States and, um, this is the fortunate slash unfortunate thing about doing what I do is that lots of people ask, like some people go, Oh, like the pandemic in America. I'm like, listen, I can tell, say pretty safely. I spoke to about a hundred Americans in the last year for multiple hours, uh, you know, doing it. I'm like in Australia, we got really lucky. The, the couple of major things that happened were they froze mortgages for businesses and personal people and froze rent for three months, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And then some of that got extended to, from like three months to six months. Cause the government basically said to banks, just stop. Like, you, you basically have to stop charging people mortgages so that they don't go belly up. And then they also gave out money. So you guys are like, you know, what fighting tooth and nail on both political aisles to get $2,000. Well, so oh,
2: I like, was knowing. We're
0: getting two thousand. Oh, well, six hundred dollars, two thousand dollars, six hundred dollars, whatever it is. But in Australia, it was like thirteen hundred dollars a fortnight was being given out to people who lost their jobs in the pandemic, from right from the beginning. Not everyone, obviously. Um, you had to go in and like be assessed by our social services. Um, but like there were people who were on that at the peak time because that and no businesses could pay. You they're comp- people because they're like, oh, I have business shut down. So they had these two things called job keeper and job seeker. So for all the, I mean, look, there are bad things that, are, and, I, and I'm going to be the last person that talks about, you know, you know, sticks with a certain state or a certain leader, or even our prime minister who's a fucking dope as well. Um, But like, <laughs> but, but, but broadly, broadly, they sort of found a way to make sense of this. And I, and, you know, I think one thing I can compassion, you know, very compassionately say from Australia is like a bunch of Australians don't get it if our government didn't give us that window and said, you can't, you know, you can't pay your mortgages and didn't give us the option to be supported by the government so that nothing would go bankrupt. Like, basically I'd, I'd be like, we would have like a pandemic, a raging pandemic. Cause it, it, because we would have had to do what you guys do, which is like, well, if I have to, if meaning my family gets fed, if I leave the house, um, and I'm still surprised that he's not getting more screwed over for that. Cause of like, him as the central leader of the country should have just enforced and mandated a national perspective of how it was done and stop all this infighting with the States and all this BS, close borders, do whatever he had to do. Um, It just seems so crazy. And now he's still doing it. Like, it's like, it's over, bro. Even Putin congratulated Biden. It's done. Your boy, he's got got the piss tape. He's done. He's over. Like it's over. Can we just stop? Man.
2: I'll just never get past the, the people who think he's manly. Like, you know, you see him. I see like the flags on the pickup trucks with like him with the Rambo bazooka, <laughs> Jack chess. That's <you> know
0: nothing But listen to him fucking whine about how unfairly he's been treated for four years. Oh my God. It's, it's even worse. Like today I saw like an Australian for Trump, like guy. In, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in like a pickup, tr- what you guys call a pickup truck, we call it a U, like a, a pickup truck. They had like Trump shit on it and I was just like, wow. And this is literally after I'm reading all these stories, listening to the news, texting people back and forth who've like reached out to me and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. This is absolutely... What absolute-
2: interest could it be like... What satisfaction could being for Trump give him as a person in your country?
0: <laughs> um, there is a very ugly... Um, disenfranchised white guy thing that happened in the States, but happens here of like, Oh, woke people. Are they going to oh. take it from us? Because what, what white Australians who do this don't realize is we are trafficking in the greatest stolen good ever. This country stolen from like the oldest living uh tapestry of native peoples <laughs> with really oh. rich cultures and different languages. And they're like, if you weren't back in morning, you can get out. And like, they just like, they, they do all this thing with refugees. And you're like, bitch, you are either dragged here as a convict. So you're trafficking in the stolen goods of this country, or you're a Brit or you're just one of those refugees. who's old enough to be ingratiated and assimilated into the society that it's fine. And so that thing of like being more woke and understanding and like apologetic around, Oh, okay, actually, you know, we are kind of living in a first nation thing and they, we should help out those people who ultimately would like dominated by an invading colony. And then obviously all of the benefits of the country that now lives here, you know, we mine this country, we export its tourism and blah, 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 whatever. Um, you know, uh, And I think that that's, there's a very particular kind of like no PC, like, you know, nationalistic bullshit that happens in this country that are like, yeah, Trump. And, um, it's really dumb. You just go like, whenever I see them, I'm like, you're just a troll. Like you're just an internet troll. Who's brave enough to be an internet troll in real life. Um, and then they come up against people like someone like you or I, who like sits in a bar with them and then just starts them. I'm like, let's go. Like, <laughs> I did
2: miss that man like, oh god I've been to a bar in 10 months and just like fucking with the trump guys sometimes i mean
0: <laughs> i'm i there was one brief reprieve um in one of our pandemics where like you could go to a bar again And my, my guy mates and I tried to make, you know, before we had kids and stuff, like we tried to make a weekly thing of like, it's all going out to a bar in Sydney together. And we all like got back together and went and did this thing. And one of our guys is one of those, like, but he's, (laughs) he's like really like, he's just doing it to be a troll, but like, he Mm -hmm. pretends like he's one of those real guys. And so I was just like, how's your boy? And then I just, I blew up the table. Like everyone was like, why did you start that? Like it went for like 50 minutes. I was like, I was like, because, because I'm ready to talk about it. And I haven't been at a bar where I'm armed with a beer and I'm ready to attack a fucking troll in person. Um, you know, just one of those things. It's crazy, Sean. It's crazy. Oh,
2: I know. It's funny. I was like flipping through something on my website and I saw when you and I talked at the beginning of the pandemic,
0: it was like, oh my, like, that was like 10 months ago. Jeez. 10 months. And like, usually these projects I do slower, but you know, that last project was such a crazy thing. It was just like, this has to happen in 2020. And, and I thought, I, (laughs) I genuinely thought I'm like, you know what, this will all be over. It's good. It's good timing. You know, we can end this and we can move into something else and talk about something else. And the elections won and, It's in the can. I I
2: have a whole new style for the podcast. Yeah, a new style.
0: Moved on to like new, expansive, you know, partially scripted and conversational style. I'm like excited. And then this happens and I'm like, you know what? This, You know, that's why sometimes the bonus episode is beautiful because it's just there. It's like, no, we have to go back and just say, you know. Just when I
2: thought I was out.
0: (laughs) It pulled me back in. God, the Godfather Coda was very good though the uh the, the cut did have you seen the the, the yeah cut? yeah
2: it's it's amazing how like how much better it is because of just common sense things yeah like just you put the scene that starts the story at the beginning of the movie you don't spend
0: the first 40 minutes completely at sea going
2: how do they what's this really gonna be about
0: yeah what's it gonna be about? it's like, and also it feels like such a dumb miss uh, an egregious miss like someone like intentionally not shooting the hoop or like kicking an open wide open goal because it's like these other movies have started with conversations. Yeah. Like the, and especially the most iconic conversation maybe ever in American cinema that starts with, I believe in America, you know, like you have this conversation and you kind of have the, almost like the antithesis of that that starts the movie. A few people I've spoken to about it, um, uh, you know, they're like, is it good? Is it better? And I'm like, it's just better structurally. And everything just makes yeah. way more sense. And they trim certain things that just don't need to be there. And other parts have problems. Well, yeah. also fine. that
2: scene fills in so much exposition that you're wondering about.
0: Yes. For the
2: first 40 minutes. Otherwise, <laughs> when he's explaining, we've sold all
0: the casinos. We've, yeah.
2: He yeah. gives you, I can't believe it wasn't written that way in the first place. just it, to, it,
0: it's it's and it's right there it's like we've done every and so then it's like now that line that we just mucked around about with like just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in like that line means so much more because now you really actually know all the chips have are on the table like i'm pot committed this has to go this way and so now i'm gonna have to dip my toe into this nastiness again but no it's uh i, I but and the that, other
2: the other thing taking out the scenes where they tell you what they're gonna do before they do it
0: uh i i <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Just, just, and again, the genius stroke, like one of the best montages is in one. Michael doesn't tell you what's going to happen. It just happens. And you're like, ah, this guy is malevolent. And so great. And there's so many things in that movie that I think are pertinent to this conversation. One of them specifically is like the higher I thought I got up with these institutions, the more legitimate I thought, that I would be. And what I realized is the more crooked they are, they're just, they are just an endorsed criminal enterprise. And I was like, I was watching this movie in 2020. It was actually a cinema visit. Cause in Oz, they it briefly came out on like a couple of screens for like in Sydney to, uh, watched, to watch you know, watched it on a big screen. Um, <laughs> Watching on a big screen again. Uh-huh. Uh, the only reason why I would say don't worry about watching a big screen is because there were two absolute morons that would just gave a commentary track through the movie. And my, you know, I was with Garth, Franklin and Stu and Stu at one point was like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, he's <laughs> like, can we shut the fuck up here guys? And it was very amusing because like Stu's like at the end of the movie, he's like, oh yeah, theatrical experience is dead. Like these people have been in a pandemic. We came out to watch The Godfather and the these fucking guys want to talk through the whole thing um because we don't have like a an, a, an alamo draft house kind of cool repertory theater like none of our repertory theaters have taken that bent of like if you talk during this movie we'll kill you which is i i like that um but yeah I was i've watching, never
2: been to an alamo but i don't understand they're like you can't talk during the movie but we're gonna have waiters bringing you food
0: yeah no 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 i don't and then want here do you that. have
2: to sign the check and pay the bill with 20 minutes to go like <laughs> how are you trying to figure out the tip? Like, and so you get shot like what?
0: <laughs> yeah no I don't, I don't want any part of that but no it's yeah no so it's just another one of those things that um, a movie that was made in the 90s uh, just reeked reeked of right now reeked of <laughs> reeked of exactly what what was happening in this moment
2: well and the look I mean I'm always doing the grumpy old man yells at a cloud thing but like this is what a big budget Hollywood movie looked like 30 years ago because now yeah. they look like a bag of asshole <laughs> <laughs> they do it's beautiful I mean, you look at how beautiful this film is with the locations and the Gordon Willis photography and, everything, and then you watch fucking wonder woman. <laughs> it's just not Which the sure cost, you know, it even adjusted for inflation probably costs three
0: times as much. And, and the, but the first Godfather cost 6 million, 6 yeah. million. Even if you adjust that from the 1970s, that's maybe what 40, let's just say uh, for argument's sake is $50 million. It's like $50 million. They spend 20, well, yeah, they
2: save money on lights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> true. <laughs> there is no lighting. The isn't high on the. <laughs> There's level. no and true 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 to this movie, uh, all the Presidents Man and the Godfather's. <laughs> there, you know, he was only using That that's the thing. People think it's the most well lit movie. No, actually, in situ, the lights lit the whole scenes. He did not use a light to light any of it, um, and he certainly barely used any of the lights in the underground garage scenes. But yeah, look, it's just crazy. The cycle continues. This guy says crazy stuff every every day seemingly and um you know funnily enough it's that whole like don't go gently into that good night into this good night you know it's like it's it's he's just raging he's absolutely raging to death against the dying of the light like he literally is he's raging all the way to the end it's just it's gross
2: a friend of mine was saying the other day he's like there's no better argument for him not being president anymore. than the way he's behaved since the day he's lost. (laughs) Who can look at this and go, gee, I wish he had another four years.
0: I mean, no one wants another four minutes. No one wants another four, like barely, like you said, we could do four minutes of listening to him in a conversation. What's been such a blessing. I think internationally is him just not being around. And the smartest thing that I think whoever's advising your future president or your, current president-elect Joe Biden of like, just do not even engage. You cannot engage right now with no, any no, of no, things no, that's no, happening. No. Just don't talk about it. Cause on the 21st of January, um, would it be the 22nd in Australia? It's over. Like it's, you're, once you're being sworn in, that's it. Like, you know, you can start, start cleaning house. Hopefully.
2: The fumigate the, I mean, oh the, my God. Blomit. it! it. Blom it. <laughs>
0: bomb it just level the white house start again my god start again but don't don't use the current real estate agent developer in the house to build the next one (laughs) because it'll have golden toilets and escalators and no one needs that shit (laughs) Um, i just want to
2: like just not have to hear his stupid voice anymore
0: (laughs) no and and i thought that it was over but you know what it is it is it's over it's just it is it's over but you know in the words of Joe Pesci I think a great way to end our chat is in the words of Joe Pesci from the Irishman can someone help him get a trip to Australia? <laughs> oh <God. laughs> to help him get down
2: there?
0: Thank you so much for listening to this special all the president's minutes bonus podcast with my great friend Sean Burns. If you want to look for him on Twitter you can find him at Sean M Burns um, or to his website splicepersonality.com uh a terrific bostonian film critic and game as always to talk on the show thank you all for listening uh this has been only a special uh, of all the president's minutes if you want to follow one eight minute productions we've got other great shows going on at the moment one of them is zodiac chronicle um you can keep up with that one once a fortnight we're up to our second episode now until next time thanks for listening